0: Hello and welcome to the Daggum Podcast. I am your host, Coop Baka. Joined alongside me here is Crossbow Dan, co-host, our co-co-host, Jermalee. It has been about a month-long hiatus. We are back alive. So we left off talking about episodes four and five for WandaVision. And now WandaVision is over. So we need to uh, need to discuss, I guess, the rest of the season, specifically that season finale, and then kind of the the whole season as a whole. So uh, I don't know. I truthfully can't really remember each individual episode on like when things happen on those episodes. So I'm not going to break it down like six, seven, eight, and nine. So I'll just start with the finale. Talk about that for a little bit, and then we can talk about just kind of the whole season. Um, Jeremy, how did you feel yeah. about the season finale?
1: Um, I don't. Know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think my favorite part was and they stuck you know the Marvel like the cinematic opening in the very beginning of it, just yeah. to make it feel like you're back in the MCU. I don't know, you know, bring it home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course it was action packed enough to where it kind of felt like it should be, so it was, I don't know. It was fun.
0: Dan, what were your thoughts um, on the the finale?
2: It was okay. I felt it didn't carry enough weight. You know, like uh... there wasn't any purpose to it. Um, mm-hmm. like I yeah. So we discovered Juan is the Scarlet Witch. Something everyone knew already. You know, we mm-hmm. knew that was gonna happen. They kind of were like, oh, she has the potential to destroy the world. That's new. But we'll see how that, you know, kind of weighs in. I felt that, and I feel like this in the future, I feel when they bring Agatha back, she's not going to be 100% wholehearted villain. She's going to be more of, like, a teacher to Wanda. So I -hmm. didn't feel like she carried 100% of, like, a great villain. Uh, I... I feel like the whole show was set up to kind of bring Vision back. And I think... Yeah. Yeah, it was basically Vision's re- resurrection story. Um, and then we get, you know, Spectrum now, I guess. Or maybe she'll go by the Photon um, moniker. Get one of those two heroes. Uh, and it was a neat story, but I felt like there wasn't any... There is no, no, like, big emotional... Like, they tried to make it a big uh, emotional thing, but at the end, when she's all like, Well, I'll see you again, uh, Vision, and I'm losing my kids, but eh, we know Vision is probably going to come back in the form of White Vision, you Mm -hmm. know, and be resurrected. And then, like, that end credits scene, we know her kids are coming back. So it's like, What were the consequences? And I just don't feel like there, in the scheme of things, there were any. Sure. Because like she's not being arrested or seen as a villain. No, no one really lost anything. They tried to frame it as that, but it's it's a hard sell to me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good story, I think. Um, I just think it just didn't have the emotional weight of some of the other Marvel products. So.
0: Okay. I, Uh...
1: I think that's kind of the. Of the series, though, right? It's not necessarily supposed to have as much weight. Plus, you don't really know what exactly happened yet. Like, you know, they're at one point they're gonna introduce mutants. You don't know if that's gonna be what through the people that were in Westview. You don't know if that's gonna be the people that went through the the hex. Um, a different event. Like, I mean, you don't know if it still happened through the snap. But like, I don't know. There's still all this potential here. I just don't know. I don't think they wanted to set everything up and, like, change everything, but... Yeah. I kind of get the lack of consequences, but at the same time, I don't know. Well,
2: I feel like they did almost nothing, though. No. So it's like, yeah, what does this story mean to the rest of the universe there?
1: Well, except... It, I mean, you can't tell me... So it, it sets up a reason for being in Doctor Strange 2, right? Which is going to be why she's having the, her part of the madness or whatever, right? Like, she's going to be probably trying to find her kids and vision or something, like figure out what the hell's going on there. Um, Again, you, you set up Photon. I don't, I don't remember what their name was, but... Photon. Um, prism. Spectrum. spectrum. Yeah.
2: My guess is she'll go by the Spectrum moniker because her mother's middle name was Photon, and they already threw that there. Like gotcha. That would so make I'm sense. guessing she's gonna go, like Monica Rambo is gonna go by the Spectrum moniker. She's gone by both in the comics.
1: Just right. Sense, but... I don't know. And then again, I, I mean, what's to say the Hex didn't change everyone into a mutant or give them some freaky deaky powers or something, you know? Like, I don't know. And it, and then, the, I don't think Agatha was supposed to be the main protagonist in this. I mean, I, I think she's set up to look like it, but again, the story's more about Wanda's grief and having lost what the hell she's had to lose in the little bit of time that we've seen her. Like, grief is the real shitty bad guy, unfortunately. But
0: Yeah.
2: But by the end, what I'm saying is by the end of Phase 4, Wanda will probably have lost almost nothing. It's like, okay, cool. That's what they for said, her, i mean, said. Except
1: for her her day parents day. like she's not gonna bring back her parents. Her parents I, I still think Quicksilver stays dead. Maybe vision in a roundabout way, yeah. But and then I mean possibly her children, but her children probably introduced more as like again, young Avengers or new mutants kind of thing, so she'll gain some of the newer stuff back, but she still I mean she still had to deal with all those laws.
2: But we already we already grieved with her for those things, so it's like
1: Is she not allowed to have a win though. What's wrong with her coming out of this grief and having a win, and getting vision back and getting her kids?
2: Uh, there's just no emotional weight to it. Like they they like faked the emotional weight, and I just it's hard to. It's hard yeah, to, talk to that when I'm like.
1: Except it, except it wasn't fake at the time, was it? Like, you watching Vision die to Thanos was not fake. You watching her go through this whole struggle of this entire series, like, having to deal with, like, this mental psychotic break of bringing Vision back in the only way she could, which was change reality, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm okay with her. It's okay with her to have a win because she has been nothing but beat down her entire life.
2: It's just diluted the grief, like... It, it just... Like, That's
1: fine, it, though. I mean, you... Like, people find their own ways to figure out grief, right? If you have the ability to change reality, why the fuck wouldn't you do it? <laughs> I mean, there are several philosophical reasons I wouldn't
2: do it, but... Uh,
1: but you can't tell me, like, as a person of emotion, you wouldn't think about doing it. If you had the ability... Like... I just don't see that it happening. i the anymore. wrong person to ask there. You are the um, absolute wrong person for this question too. But that's not the point.
0: Uh,
1: most people would. Yeah. Um,
2: I just had a hard time relating. That's all I'm saying. Because I, I couldn't view it as real.
1: I mean again, it's not for everyone, but it's like.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I liked it. Um, I felt maybe after the finale, I felt maybe a little underwhelmed after the fact. Like, I guess maybe I was, I don't know really what I was hoping for, but I guess I don't know. I was just hoping something different would happen. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, that wasn't as exciting as I was hoping, I guess. Um, It it still ended up being good. Um, I liked, I liked the finale. Um, a lot of shit was happening. Um, I guess I'll just kind of start going into a couple points. Uh, as a whole, I liked the series um, finale. I thought it was, I thought it was good and plays well into uh, the next part in the movie universe. Um what I didn't like though is the way that they just kind of like killed off Quicksilver that kind of bothered me. He ended up just being kind of a dick joke. I was like he teased everybody being <clears throat> like, "Hey, we own Fox now. We brought back Evan Peters and he's just going to be a fucking boner joke." And that's it. I'm like that's kind of shitty. Like I don't know. You bring back like a fan favorite character, like one of the best parts, I feel like, of those X-Men movies and then kind of tease it and the possibility of maybe bringing him back with Evan Peters playing him and then just getting rid of that bothered me. That's kind of shitty. I, I don't. I guess I don't necessarily know how they would have brought it, like brought him back into it. I'm glad, or I'm just like annoyed that he's just like done with. Like, well, that's done. I don't know. Were you, like, were you, did you guys get annoyed with him just like killing him off like that? Or?
1: I, I could see where everyone else did get annoyed, but I, it didn't really bother me. Because I, I feel like uh, it, everyone wanted it to happen so badly. Like, you know, that'd just be the reason why I'm. Like, are you know, kind of like a you wanted to be oh, here's you know, Quicksilver, and then a lot of people wanted Magneto to you know be a reveal at the end of the season two. And it's like, I didn't want them just to like kind of feel like it would have been like shoehorning the X Men right into it, you know, versus you know, setting up something better, which is I think they're playing so
0: what I almost kind of wish like they either did or they didn't do it, mm-hmm. like, if they introduced Quicksilver. I guess bring him in, but I almost would have rather them just not bring him in and him just end up being a dick joke. And we're just like, well, damn it. Now he's just like gone. We just kind of, I don't know, kind of got teased with it, I guess.
1: And I, 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 like, I get your point behind that, but you can't tell me if you didn't have the same (laughs) executive power that these guys did to do that and basically troll everyone, you wouldn't do it. Because, like, it, it's, like, such a perfect little troll, like, hey, look what we did just to fuck with you guys' move.
2: I mean, they could still, like, because we don't know who Jimmy Woo's witness protection person is. So let's say he's the witness protection person, and that's a fake name. Like, and if you were a, a stoner, and you got to pick your witness protection name, what would you make your last name? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good point.
2: So, I mean, it could be him, and he could be, his name could be, like, Peter Maxim in real life or something you know and then it could be like you know set it up and where the necklace only controlled his mind and he still has the spell where his powers are still there or something I don't know because they never said the, the mind only or the necklace really only like was shown to take away his mind control powers of Agatha we don't know if the speed thing was a second thing yeah or what? We, don't, we don't really know
0: um how did we feel uh about the i mean my assumption is with white vision being introduced that's gonna become vision like bringing him back um what do you think of the new look do you like compared to the other one
2: so in the comics white vision was basically shown to show, like, it's vision without his sense of humanity, and you see that the colorations are a choice by vision. It's like he can influence his color. So, if he regains some of his humanity, I think you'll see um, the colors come back at some point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, white, it's just supposed to be like white vision is a blank slate. And I think they, that's exactly
1: what they had in the comics. I think that's exactly the same thing they, they were doing here. Yeah. I think it looks cool. Yeah, it looks good. I don't... I mean, I don't know. I didn't like the eyes at first, but then they changed anyway, so it was okay.
0: Yeah, I liked the white and blue. I kept seeing a bunch of memes that were like, it's the iOS vision. It's the... It's the vision mac pro um what about um scarlet witch's costume we got it what, yeah. what do you guys I, think it how do you think it looked
1: i liked it a lot i did too. Like I, I know olson was talking about not wanting it to be like over sexualized i thought it was a i don't know i still thought it was pretty sexy and again it looked really good
0: yeah, I think like it looks sexy, but not because it's like showing a bunch of tits or anything like
1: right.
0: it. I mean, it seems so tight Yeah, I mean, it's still like she's covered, but it just looks it. great. Yeah, I thought it looked awesome. Um, I yeah, I was cool with it. Now she's finally like now we can finally call her the Scarlet Witch in the movies. What did you think of it, Dan? Did you like it? Indifferent. Indifferent about it. It's a costume. Yeah. Probably kind of what so, you were expecting. Maybe I
1: don't know. On the Scarlet Witch thing, like I know, I don't know. What did you guys? Did you guys like the reasoning of like why she was a Scarlet Witch? Like the little shoehorn magic thing about it, versus her just kind of being a mutant.
2: I don't really like. So my problem with the retconning is okay she survived when others didn't experimentation with the mind stone because she was a witch right um Mm -hmm. which have existed and so that's not a mutant they're establishing that that's not a mutant that's a witch they're different basically is what they're saying but then how did her brother survive that's my
1: confusion I i mean that's the other theory about it though right is like the mutants have always been here so maybe she was just mutant and I mean, I, I, kinda, I really like the moniker of the Scarlet Witch, like this basically all-powerful witch that doesn't have to use incantations and shit, so I, I kind of like the retcon, honestly. But...
2: but that was the part I didn't like, because it doesn't explain Peter. It raises more questions about Pietro, or you know, like, it, just, it doesn't explain that. And I wish they would have delved into that a little bit, so I can be like, okay, that makes sense, but it just raised more questions. Right. Like, okay...
0: How did he get powers? Sure. Yeah, I was okay with it. It was it's fine, I guess. I guess I was kind of indifferent to it. Um. One thing that kind of bothered me though, like about like the like the fight between her and Agatha was uh. It was like the. Her revealing that she had put runes, like, on the hex. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, how the fuck did she learn how to do all of those runes in, like, an hour? When she, like, had no idea what runes were when she was fighting Agatha, like, down in the basement. She's like, what are those? Like, oh, they're runes. Mm." And then she just, like, knew how to do them. Like, I didn't see, like, any downtime where she could have been like, oh, this is how you do it.
1: I, I mean, our, you, runes are basically you. just symbols, though, right? So all you have to do is memorize the symbols.
2: I mean, she doesn't... Uh, to be fair, Wanda doesn't know how to cast the other spells. She just knows them inherently.
1: And again, hers, hers is being able to, what, just quickly do magic without any incantation. So being able to create a rune, I don't know, just doesn't seem mm-hmm. out of the realm of possibility for her.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I guess I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know how they work. I was just like, wrong, Cooper. she learned that so quick. I was like, I just didn't even like pick up a book. She's like, I know how to do this. I don't know. I was like, okay. I mean, I I kind of looked past it, but I one mean, thing if I was like, like oh. a,
2: uh, a Doctor Strange teleportation circle. I would be with you on there. I'd be like, okay, how did she do that? She didn't even know that existed, and like teleports or something out of there or something, but uh, yeah, like something that uh, takes time and focus, but it's literally just drawing the thing. So I'm like, okay.
1: Well, I mean, okay. she did make the hex without even knowing that she could do that, yeah. so it's like I don't know, <laughs> like anything, so, like I would put anything in the realm of possibility for this Scarlet just because. I don't know why not? or she's literally to warp reality um
2: well i'm saying she didn't know how to control her magic so like things that took focus like deciding to transport somewhere i i would agree that she probably would need to learn how to focus her magic a little bit like somewhere like but if she like just teleported somewhere for safety i might believe it but her picking a place be like that's where I'm going that's that would be my issue because obviously she's studying the dark hold at the end she needs to learn to focus her magic a little bit to you know make it not
1: chaotic. right
0: so does she become the villain like does she become a villain like is that
1: is that kind of what we're expecting at this point I don't think so yeah, I don't really know if she'll fight, like, I feel like they're they're almost, like, removing her from, uh, I don't know, my mind imagines it, like, going away from the Avengers, like, she's not necessarily fighting for the Avengers, just for her family, you know, which, I mean, I guess she might be there, and depending on what happens in Strange, too, like, she might help, like, figure shit out there, too, I don't know, but. I think she
2: this... becomes the uh, Tony Stark of Phase four, and maybe five and six.
0: Maybe I think she She Uh, definitely I mean she definitely Took the lead Of Like out of all The female characters She's definitely like The most significant Female character Right now In the Marvel universe Which I never really Expected But I was like Yeah She could definitely be like One of the top Um heroes
2: yeah well she's also a nexus being in yeah. the comics and they obviously hinted at that in WandaVision. Yeah. and nexus beings are really important people in the mcu so my and because of the multiverse my guess is she becomes like that tony stark figure she's the one who at the end of whatever storyline they go to she's the one making that sacrifice play And i don't know if it'll necessarily be her um, making the sacrifice play, but maybe they're going up against, like, um, you know, some probably some magical big bat would be my guess. And she has to sacrifice her magic to uh save the universe or something, and that's what she chooses to do, and then or something like that, you know. That'd be my guess. Is she She's the one making a sacrifice in like a big adventures movie, she's the Because, like, even at this time, it's going to be, like, big feminist power push. That's pretty common in a lot of movies lately. I hate to be meta, but that's what I see happening.
0: I feel like her feminist push would be, I don't know, I feel like it would be approached differently, though. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know, throughout WandaVision, I didn't, you know, get vibes of, like, that I did during, like, Captain Marvel just for instance because that was obviously a very like feministic movie Um I don't know I feel like maybe they'll stick with like the the pushing of the femin- I don't want to like act like it's a terrible thing but like uh, the feministic agenda through Captain Marvel I think they'll probably just stick with that I don't I see hate. it going too hard with Scarlet Witch
1: I can see that though. Like, I, I feel like, again, I feel like Wanda's whole story is about family, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's been. Not about being a oh, girl. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can definitely. I don't know. I can kind of see where you're going at, Dan, but I just don't see her being the one to make the push. Like, I feel like Captain Marvel would probably do it before her. Like, I mean, I don't know if she'd be able to, but it just depends on how they write it. I just don't see that's where they're going right now.
0: I wouldn't mind her becoming one of the leads, though.
2: Well, I think that's what's going to happen, is she's going to kind of take a leadership sort of role. She's the one that, against whatever magical being they're going up against, she's going to be like, I have to make the sacrifice to save this reality. And she makes a sacrifice. And I think it'll probably, I don't think it's going to be the same where she... Like, dies or anything, I think you're gonna see a happy ending. And I think it's gonna be something like, uh, she has to give up her magic or something. Um, to like overpower someone, like she, like similar to the way Agatha did it, but it's like a different being. And she's like, You want my magic? Take it. And it becomes too much. And that person explodes. And then she doesn't get her magic back, but she goes and they write her and vision off. And they go and escape to the mountains and live out their lives, sort of things, Sort of like a Captain America sort of ending, but I think that's how they write her out as a hero. She's like the big hero in either, either this phase or the next one.
0: I, I think it would be interesting, though, if she ended up becoming a villain, even for like one movie. Like before, kind of turning back, I guess.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, it could still very much happen with Doctor Strange, too, you know? Like, she starts hopping through multiverses trying to, you know, find her, her boys or some stuff like that. Yeah. And just starts causing just, all kinds of yeah, chaos.
0: So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, you gotta stop. And she's like, I'm not gonna fucking stop. And you're not gonna stop me, so.
1: What happens if Strange dies and she becomes Sorceress Supreme? Ooh. With her fucking chaos magic
0: That'd be crazy She has to wear the cloak
1: though That's a different item for all the people What does she need a cloak for? She already can play I don't know Just cause it's red Why not I guess She doesn't have to have the cloak It'd probably Clash Reds though I think it's a little bit darker more just change the color. <laughs> Just uh, I think play I it can off.
2: See, uh, Multiverse of Madness is more like Doctor Strange being like, "The dark holds a bad thing; you shouldn't be influenced by it." And her being like, well, "That's the only way I know how to bring my kids back." And then I think she'll use her magic against Doctor Strange's device to bring her kids back into reality, which will be influenced by Nightmare because it'll be, she'll keep dreaming of her kids. That that'll be, like, she'll be corrupted by that. And then she'll bring, like, uh, who's the writer of the Darkhold? Like, Chifan or just whatever his name is. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll bring him into existence, then you'll see him. Or Mephesto, they could put Mephesto in that role. And that'll be the big bad for Phase 4. Or 4 and 5, or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's not bad. It'll be... It'll be interesting to see who the next big bad is. Because what... Oh, well, there's rumors of Secret Invasion. Of course, you got Kang coming to uh, Ant-Man 3.
2: Yeah, I think Kang starts as a good guy. I think that's where you see the good to evil. Because I think he'll he'll be helping Ant-Man throughout the multiverse. Or like, throughout the quantum realm and time traveling. But then he'll learn how to time travel himself. And then he'll set up his empire. Like way in the
1: future, and he'll come back and be the villain. Uh, that's how i write King of the Conqueror, but I, I don't know. So I'm okay with King just being a, a fucking like a, <laughs> a sentient being already, or like a like just someone that we haven't even seen. I'd be okay without just like a, an actual like okay origin almost on this. yeah
0: so uh, i mean we kind of i guess discussed it but what do you think is what's next like directly after you know the ending like just obviously it's going to jump straight into multiverse of madness
1: right yeah i mean i think that's the only thing that kind of makes sense for that because when when is that coming out again beginning of next year Because it's it's the direct It's the one right after spider-man 3 oh, Okay So like Because what we got falcon and winter soldier And then black widow then loki And then is it the Eternals the summer and then spider-man Mm-hmm got black widow
0: Summer's- eternals. We got shang chi <laughs> spider-man and then it goes the
1: uh, multiverse madness Yep. yeah i don't know I, 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 it's the only logical next i mean maybe maybe like a cameo in spider-man or something to set something up toby toby
0: toby well as a whole how would you feel i mean like uh with the whole season like is it good like was it kind of as good as you were expecting worse did it way exceed your expectations start with you Jeremy
1: again it, it was filmed differently it was it was it was more fun than it was like you know straight up serious I think I liked all the, the sitcom things like the first again talked countless times already about the first two being a little hard to swallow just because they're not our generation, but the rest of them were fun with all the, the tie ins and stuff. So, yeah, it was a fun story, especially seeing Vision actually act human and like as a father, it was entertaining.
0: Seeing him cry at the end made me sad. Yeah, I knew it was coming, but I was like, don't cry, don't That's do true. it. You don't cry, Dan.
2: Cry all the time.
0: Oh. True. Liar. How'd you feel about it, Dan?
2: It was, again, fun. Like, I thought it was fun. I thought the premise of the sitcom stuff was very fun. But it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. Just ending was a little underwhelming.
0: I think it was kind of what... Like, it wasn't what I expected, but I feel like it was... As good as I expected, I guess. Um, I definitely thought it was going to go a different route. I don't know, like halfway through, I just saw it going completely different for some reason. But, I don't know. I I was happy at the end. I feel like I enjoyed quite a few episodes throughout the season more than the finale. Like, finale ended, ended it pretty well, but... I don't feel like it was the best episode of the season.
1: I can't agree with that. I think the second to last episode was really good with all the Mm -hmm. the twists and turns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um... Shifting gears, shifting gears, unless you guys had any other thoughts. Not really. So, I discussed a little bit with Dan. I don't know if you had uh, read into it at all, Jeremy, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to read through these. So, um, obviously, the Snyder Cut is coming in about a week. Yeah. And there were leaked storyboards for justice league two and three that snyder wrote before obviously like he didn't make his movie so like he had wrote them prior and they got leaked and warner brothers took them down which obviously means they're legit um and somebody broke them all down in like words and just kind of explaining i guess what would have happened in snyder's i guess justice league trilogy so i was just going to read through those
1: really yeah, quick do so
0: you guys are just gonna to have to listen to me read for like two minutes but okay so it just talks about it just has a little disclaimer it says obviously we don't know how justice league is going to play out when it releases later this month but uh so it says it actually may contain some of these plot points or set them for sequels. You know, sequels that Warner Brothers may greenlight if Justice League turns out to be a massive success. Probably not likely that they would make these movies, but, I mean, we got the Snyder Cut, so who the fuck knows. Um, so that turns out to be true, obviously these are, like, complete spoilers <laughs> for the next two movies, but fuck it. Um... All right, so we just watched the Justice League, right? We just watched Justice League 1. So it jumps in, and it is the opening chapters of Justice League 2. So it says you would find the heroes had actually just managed to unite the team uh, properly, as well as achieving various milestones in some of their personal lives. Using the lasso of truth, Wonder Woman managed to remember the way back at Themyscira, which... Um, She would then become queen and lead the Amazons to rejoining world society. Aquaman manages to unite all seven kingdoms of the ocean. Cyborg evolves into a modern-day god of the digital age, in quotations, is what it says, and helps Flash, who has also freed his father from prison thanks to help from Wayne Corporation lawyers, to master his powers, including the ability to be in two places at once. Although there are global tensions surrounding the potential political affiliations of the Justice League, things look good outside of that. Not for long. So, according to the storyboards, the the post-credit scene in the theatrical cut of Justice League, we saw Lex Luthor recruit Deathstroke, Um, This was obviously intended to set up the Legion of Doom. Which would serve as a very deadly threat alongside the overreaching menace of Darkseid. And it says... um, The Legion of Doom would also recruit previous DCEU villains. And these would include Dr. Poison it says, who is still alive since World War One, thanks to experimenting on herself, apparently. Um, Black Manta and Ocean Master, as well as Captain Cold and the Riddler, who was supposed to debut respectively in the original incarnation of the Flash and Batman movies before everything completely changed. And it says Lex's Legion of Doom would go on to decimate the heroes. So this is where shit starts to get crazy, and people were like, what the fuck? And this is kind of what I thought. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So it says, the Riddler would kill himself in front of Batman after solving Darkseid's anti-life equation, driving the hero to despair as he was unable to stop the suicide. Dr. Poison would track Wonder Woman to Themyscira and actually kill her. Black Manta and Ocean Master would double-team against Aquaman and kill him in Atlantis. Captain Cold would also attack Flash in Central City, prompting Cyborg to assist, only for him to be literally ripped in half. The Legion itself also would be exempt from death. After finding and activating three Mother Boxes in an attempt to control the Anti-Life Equation, Luther would instead just inadvertently summon Darkseid and his court to Earth. And while Luther and his League of Doom would prove useful to Darkseid for a while, the Dark God would eventually have a mind-controlled Superman heat vision Luther to death. Hold on, this thing just popped up in my way. So it says, there are more bombshells than just deaths. Snyder recently revealed that one of his original ideas for Justice League, which had been shot down, would have been for Batman and Lois Lane to develop a romantic relationship while Superman was was dead in Justice League. After the Man of Steel's return in Justice League, things would have become difficult as Lois chose to go back to the recently resurrected Superman. However... Justice League 2 would have introduced the massive wrinkle that Batman discovers that Lois is pregnant. She insists that the child is Superman's and not Batman's, but it creates massive tension between the two. Just whose child it was wouldn't be resolved as Lois would be killed by Darkseid's Omega Beams. Prior to his death, Lex informed Darkseid that killing her was the key to breaking Superman's will and enslaving him. Which also leaves Batman heavily injured. Oh, so that was Justice League 2.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Um, Justice League 3 would have been. I don't think there's actually that much. Okay. So, Justice League 3 would have seen the timeline skip ahead five years to essentially the nightmare sequence we had previously glimpsed as in Batman vs. Superman as Darkseid has won and now rules the Earth." So that's a like, dream sequence that Batman has. This would prompt Flash to travel back in time to try and undo all of the death and destruction that has happened. And it's here that he reveals to the Batman of the past that Lois lied to you and that Batman was the father. Flash would be successful in undoing the deaths of the heroes and they would all team up to take on the villains eventually triumphing. However, during the battle, in a scene that played out in previous timeline when Darkseid killed Lois, Batman would now instead be prompted to dive into the path of the Omega Beam, killing himself and saving Lois, the mother of his child. In the aftermath, Restored Superman would admit that he always knew that it was Batman's child and vows to raise him for his fallen friend. The final chapter of Justice League 3 would be cut ahead 20 years to reveal Commissioner Barbara Gordon and some of the heroes at a Batman memorial. This includes Lois and her son, and it's here that she finally reveals to him who his biological father was. She leads her son to the Batcave for the first time with the film ending with the obvious hint that he would become the new Batman of the future. That was his plans. I don't. It sounds a little... oh, go ahead. I, I get... like, the Snyder Cut obviously happened, but I think go if ahead. they got a hold of these plans, I don't think they would do it, <laughs> regardless. Like,
1: I feel like it. It feels too soap opera, like, like a soap opera with the whole Lois and like Batman betrayal, like love betrayal mm-hmm. thing. I like, just yeah. definitely don't
2: like that. I don't like time travel. I don't think
1: they should bring Flashpoint into anything ever. But that's just me. So Flashpoint's
2: actually
1: a really good story. Not like time
0: traffic, Jeremy. I hate you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, when me and Dan had kinda talked about it, it it kinda seemed like he was trying to put the injustice storyline and the flashpoint storyline between like all three movies. Right. Um, which is interesting, because maybe, you know, who knows if they would ever actually happen. Maybe he just wants to do them, because it'd be fun. Um, but there are some some pretty bold moves in there. It was was, uh, interesting. I mean, to, you know, Wonder Woman getting killed, Aquaman getting killed, Cyborg getting killed, Batman and Flash being the only ones left, and... The Riddler just straight up just fucking offing himself in front of Batman. Just be like, I figured it out. I'm smarter than you. You're never going to figure it out. Just fucking kills himself. I was like, what the fuck? It'd
1: be really cool, though.
0: That'd be insane. It'd be like, what the fuck just happened? I'd be all sad because then the Riddler's dead. I'm like, no. But it, <laughs> I suppose it'd be like the best ending he probably could get without like getting caught. Because like he technically won. Right. Um, I feel like I don't know I'm like trying to like Comprehend it And I'm like Would people have liked him To do that You know Like go that bold And actually do that Or would people have been Just like Dude you're f- What the fuck are you doing You're ruining everything What is happening
1: I don't know I feel like Especially, like, uh, listening to DCU fanboys, like, they liked the, the, obviously, the darkness of the DCU. So, I, I feel like most people liked it. I've, I I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying the story sounds any better than, like, what's actually happened. this far. Like, I'd have to see it, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm always game for, like, a ballsy-ass move like that, so.
0: Sure. Just to see him do something completely off the walls. Yep. That's kind of how I felt too. I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe at the time I would have been like, what the fuck is happening? But I guess like seeing it laid out in front of me and like, okay. I mean, say, say they make these movies. Um, Just say they make Justice League two and three. Regardless, the, the lowest shit wouldn't really happen. Because they even said they're like, his original idea was, you know, while Superman was dead, Batman and Lois hooked up, but Superman right. is alive, like, pretty damn quick in Justice League. I guess, I mean, I guess we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen the Snyder right. Cut, so you know, maybe he throws that shit in there and maybe we're like, oh shit, it actually happened. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he fucking goes with it. Um... I don't know. It's possible. That's what, and that's what it said in here too. It's like, I very highly doubt they'll green light these films, but we did get the Snyder cut, which was next to impossible. So, and if it does, well, I mean, if the people, I mean, if the actors are willing to come back and Warner brothers is willing to be like, all right, Zach, I guess take it. Just go for it i feel like if this does well they're going to let zack snyder make more movies
1: yeah i don't know if they'll let him go do the whole justice league though i mean who fucking knows maybe though yeah i don't know the other thing though is how do you judge like i don't know i mean i guess they always can see their numbers and stuff but i don't know how you judge how exactly it does well
0: like if it's actually successful yeah yeah I don't really know either, obviously, because it's just kind of going straight to streaming. Um, That's kind of the hard part, I guess, even just with movies in general. Like with all these movies going to streaming, like how are you gonna gauge if the movie was successful or not without like the box office,
1: right? Well, even with the box office right now, like even if you had it, it's not like you know. I mean, there's still plenty of people that aren't going to it no matter what. And then obviously I'm sure there's limited spacing that the theaters are allowed to have so mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'm I mean it's going to like a couple different theaters like small yeah. like just a very small number but yeah I I don't know how you judge if it's good other than just
1: reviews yeah. again you track your your apps and reviews I guess
0: yeah see if people yeah maybe if they watch it do they watch the full four hours do you like track the watch time per profile you know yeah dan dan would hate all of these movies is that correct
2: yes because mostly the flashpoint thing i think they should just do the injustice thing bring the joker in too because i don't know why the joker is
0: i mean hey he's getting brought in
2: yeah bring bring him in have him Kill Lois. Make, you know, Superman go bad. Do the... Just doing injustice. Justice on film. I'll be okay with that. But mixing all these storylines, just, uh... It, it gets messy. Also, where Shazam and all this? You bring in Shazam? Where are your auxiliary characters? Like, you got other characters, too.
0: There is, uh... There is rumors that old Martian Manhunter is... It's going to make an appearance in uh, the Snyder Cut. I would shit my pants if it actually happens. Not that it would really go anywhere, maybe, but I would just be excited. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I anyway, don't know I... Dan Sh- Shazam's a fourteen-year-old kid. They ain't bringing him in.
2: I, I don't know, just one of the, one of my favorite storylines is when Shazam is in the Justice League, and Batman all brings him in, he's like, yeah, this is a good kid, and they're all like, or this is a good guy, he's pretty awesome, they bring him up, him in to be like, kind of, eat on equal footing as Superman, and they're like, okay, this guy can basically take on Superman, that's cool, and Batman's okay with it, because they're like, alright, you know, there's another, like, Superman, that way if one goes bad, they can fight each other, and it's cool, we have, you know, restrictions. And then they find out like batman eventually finds out that he's a 14 year old kid he's like oh shit but batman's still like yeah this 14 year old kid is fine he has all these powers and responsibilities <laughs> but you know he's fighting down here with a grown man body and everyone else is all like hold up batman this kid's 14 and batman's like nah we good
0: he's used to recruiting kids come on
2: yeah
1: yep <laughs> we all that's, of that's what he does <laughs>
0: It
2: makes no, sense. I, I
1: yeah. do agree. I, I remember that story very much and it was very fun. <laughs> but,
0: You're like, Batman, this is a little fucked up. He's like, listen, <laughs> I fucking do this shit all the time. All of my sidekicks started out as teenagers, okay?
1: Without powers!
0: Yes, and look where they are now. One's dead, but you don't have to... We don't talk We're about
2: making, him. That Batman would back Shazam to be part of the Justice League though, at that point.
0: like yeah okay yeah yeah i would be curious um if they actually like if somehow they do register that it does well if they're like all right i mean i guess you can go for it if you want
2: i like how you actually have faith that it's gonna go well though cooper
0: I do have a little faith. I have faith that it's going to go better than the Joss Whedon Justice League. I feel like a lot more effort and time. I I guess, I don't know if you could say time. But, I mean, they're putting as much time as they can, but I feel like a lot more effort and heart is going into this versus just Warner Brothers just being like, all right, just, just release it. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like,
2: I feel like the problem with a four hour runtime is that you get burnt out. And like, the, the only, like, how long was, uh, Return of the King or Two Towers?
0: Like, like the I think there were four. Yeah. I think there were four hours. Huh? One of them was four hours. When I watched it, I was like, holy shit. I think the last one was the longest one. I think they got longer, each one.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I don't know. I I guess I I might be out of the majority here, but I'm okay with sitting in a movie for four hours. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, The Fellowship of the Ring is uh, four hours. um, Two Towers. Yeah, so they're all pretty close to four hours. But those are the best movies of all time. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have to be like, you're the best fantasy movies of all time. And it's debatable to what's the best movie of all time. I haven't seen what they say the best movie of all time is. I got to watch Citizen Kane. That's the best. I don't know if that's the best, but the... I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, you got Lord of the Rings with uh, the same amount of run time. It's like, you got to pack it with just as much emotion for me to be to demand that runtime. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's going to drag. I feel like it's going to be underwhelming at points, and I feel like that that's going to be a detriment, but we'll see.
0: Do you think Endgame would have been better if it was an extra hour? Like, Do you think they could have fleshed out that story more?
2: No, because I think they did the right thing by uh, basically splitting the story there, because what they did is they did Infinity Wars, and then they split it with Endgame. And I think you put that together and that's the right way to do it.
0: Okay, I guess, it? like, say you do that, I mean, that's like five hours.
2: In game's three hours, but...
0: I know, like, put the two together. Like, if you're saying it's like one story.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's basically one story. But they split it into two films that both had resolution. So, that works. And I, I think what we're going to see in the Justice League uh, is that it would have been better as two films. I'm just guessing here, but from what I've heard about what the storyline will be, my guess is it it'd worked, It would have worked better as two films. And I think that's what they probably should have done.
0: Yeah, maybe. Right. Like, obviously, with the Snyder Cut, like, they're not gonna break it into two films. Like they're like, you're getting the Snyder Cut, that's what you're getting. Like, that's what you like that's what you get. And Zack Snyder's probably honestly, he probably could have made it three hours. Like he probably didn't need to put everything in there, but he's probably honestly thinking I'm not gonna get to continue this story. I'm just gonna fucking make it as long as I can. Like, I'm gonna put all of the ideas that I had. And just make it, you know, however long it needs to be so it makes the most sense. Like, he probably could have trimmed the fat down a little bit, you know, make it three, three and a half hours. But I think with the situation and, you know, given what he was given, I feel like he's probably just trying to make the most out of the opportunity. I don't think he's just gonna you know, fill it with random shit. He might. It might just be a bunch of fucking filler. I have no idea. But to me, it's crazy that J- Joss Whedon's Justice League was two hours, and this one is four. I'm like you're literally putting a whole nother movie into this movie. I was right, like, so like, what could me Something.
1: Sweden? Well, that's the thing too. Is what could a Joss Whedon's movie been with another two hours like
0: Mm -hmm. I mean it just felt rushed beyond belief and I don't know like two hours was not long enough for that you know for that movie and again a lot in the trailers we're seeing a lot of like reshoots or like re-edited shots like the same shots as that what were in joss whedon's but they're like edited differently so like they slightly look differently but there's not two hours extra of that you know like right obviously you can't make it that much longer if you just re-edited all of joss whedon's scenes because you still have to add two extra hours of content somewhere in there right i don't know i i I am optimistic. I'm trying not to overhype myself. I'm obviously excited. Um,
1: yeah. So there's nothing wrong being even over, like overhyped for everything. Like I've been, well, I guess I haven't been like extremely hyped for everything in the MCU, like as I was for like Age Ultron and shit. But like, I've always been hyped. There's nothing wrong with that. You just, I mean, I don't know. Yon. I, I, Go ahead. I was just going to say,
0: I feel like it's, even if I am overhyped, it's like, uh, it's a risk free overhype. If it sucks, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Like, it's not going to, as far as I know, it's not going to change anything whether this movie is good or not.
1: Right. That, like, so that's the thing, too, is like, I feel like hype and your expectations are slightly different. You know, like you can be hype is your extreme <laughs> excitement for the fucking movie. That's fine. You're happy. It's getting done. Worst case scenario though, is it does what a solo did in bomb everywhere, but in your eyes yeah. and they don't make a sequel to it.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which you're is unfortunate. Like,
1: and like, again, that's absolute worst case scenario though. Cause you liked it. No one else. I mean, again, at least the vast majority of other people didn't really care for it. And that's like, sure. So it kind of ruins the train, but mm-hmm. I haven't had that happen. I feel at least not on the MCU side. So it's like it's fine.
2: Yeah. TCU fans are not Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are nitpicky ass little bitches.
1: Yeah, like yourself.
2: I'm far from <laughs> the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is true because you. I mean, you're enjoy... like entry level worst though. You might oh, not, no. you, you might not be like high ranks worse, but you're pretty bad sometimes. I feel
0: like you're like a, and I don't want to call you like a a, a toxic Star Wars fan. You're like a different kind of toxic Star Wars fan, <laughs> but not like in a bad way. Like there's the toxic Star Wars fans, you know, that hate every single thing about the sequels. And Dan is like, eh. you know, I see good things in them and gonna, like that I don't hate respect
2: what they try to do
0: with him. Yeah. So respect he So maybe he is a different kind of Star Wars hater. He hates the he hates the things that people really like and loves the things that people hate.
1: That's the probably why they won't let him into the high ranks of the haters. It's like Ahsoka, he's like <laughs> fuck Ahsoka and everybody's
0: like I love Ahsoka. He's like fuck her. I want her to be dead.
2: She should be dead. If she would have stayed dead, I would be totally on the ahsoka train the fact she was brought back alive via time travel fuck
0: ahsoka same with boba fett everybody was excited for boba fett to come into the mandalorian and dan's like fuck boba fett we don't need boba fett in here fuck fuck you dan (laughs) boba fett was great i was like i was like boba fett's fight scene was so good and dan's like it was overrated
2: yep
0: like you are overrated Everybody yeah. was happy about Luke Skywalker in the end of the Mandalorian. Then Dan's like, "Eh, I don't know. Shouldn't have been Luke." My frozen.
1: Looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh! My phone restarted. Hello. It probably died. Well, you don't get my face anymore.
2: Perfect. Didn't want it
1: anyway. I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, it makes the podcast so much better. Look at the cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh well, maybe maybe uh, that's a sign. Maybe yeah, that's, that's a, a good sign. One. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: that's that the fuck off, you guys! Star
0: Wars. I wish it would have happened. That's that your like
1: petty officer hatred versus yeah. lieutenant colonel.
0: Yeah, Dan doesn't hate everything. Like most Star Wars fans,
1: he isn't all. He also, I feel like he also isn't old enough. Like most higher ranking sure. people in the, the hatred train, so mm-hmm. just wait, you'll you'll earn your rank yet, Dan. Uh, <laughs> you
2: know, I, I genuinely liked, liked uh, Jar Jar as a character when I first watched Star Wars because that was my first movie and I was a kid and I was like Jar Jar's hilarious.
1: It's exactly what he was there for for us to like him. Mm-hmm. Exactly, as a dirty little thing. It
2: i hate the jar jar hate and now i hate the ray hate and it's because the people who hate ray love ahsoka and boba fett and then i'm like well i gotta hate somebody so i hate ahsoka and i hate boba fett except
1: except you okay now you can't tell me though that ahsoka is not a better character if you take out that she's still alive Uh, so if you take uh, it out is she not a better character she's full
0: she has a backstory that instantly makes her better
2: You guys just don't read the comics. It's like, oh yeah, you just have to watch Clone Wars. Everybody.
0: So if we're going that route, everybody in Star Wars has a backstory if you go on Wikipedia or the comics. But it's not like, it's not, it's not a digestible origin story for everybody, because not everybody's gonna go deep down in the comics.
2: Or it's a digestible origin story for Ahsoka for everybody? You could use that argument on anyone. Say that Rey doesn't have a backstory, and Ahsoka does is, is bullshit. I don't know. Just because you don't take the time to read the books to read the comics.
0: But it's a okay? So as somebody that has read them, you, not me. Yeah. Do you truthfully, bias aside, think that her backstory was better than Ahsoka's throughout all of Clone Wars, even?
2: Well, Rey's is still being built, and there's still a lot of room to grow there. <laughs> so I'm not saying that now, because that, that'd that be prejudiced. When they both finish their arcs, we'll talk about it.
0: The only reason I'm saying that is because you said... Because you were like, I don't know if she... I think Rey might be better. I don't know if Ahsoka is better.
2: Well, Rey is still being developed. And what Star Wars does, look at Darth Vader, look at... Uh, Obi-Wan, look at, basically, Han Solo. You take the character, you throw them in there, you learn about this character in the middle of their story, and then you learn about the beginning afterwards. It's Correct. Correct. every Star Wars character.
0: I, I'm just saying, as of this moment, I feel like, just factually, Ahsoka's character is a better character than Rey.
2: Because, because she's almost near the end of her arc. Ray's story is still being written.
0: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like there. I feel like you just couldn't say right now, Ray is a better character than Ahsoka.
2: Because I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I feel like you just you can't say it right now. I do agree though. I've told many people this. Ray could be a phenomenal character. Give it ten years. We may have an animated series about Ray. We may get another, you know, flashback movie or even, you know, a sequel to the sequels where we get Ray's story and maybe we understand why, you know, it all happened. I'm I'm totally cool with that because it's exactly what happened with the prequels, kind of like you were saying. Oh, people, yeah, ha- people hated the prequels and, you know, you waited 10, 15 years You make the Clone Wars show, not saying the Clone Wars show made the prequels good, but it added so much depth into the prequels. And same with Darth Vader. You're like, who is Darth Vader other than just Luke's father? You get the prequels, it builds Darth Vader so much more. So when you go back and watch the original trilogy, Darth Vader is so much better of a character.
2: Yeah, it makes that scene in uh, episode six have so much more weight and power. Yeah see anakin darth vader you know kill the emperor sacrifice himself to save luke it's like oh my gosh that's there's so much more weight watching that after you watch the prequels and the clone wars and like general grievous is another one terrible in the movies honestly not intimidating at all kind of a little bit funny but then you watch clone wars you watch the other clone wars uh cartoon not the you know, normal Clone Wars, but the the first animated Clone Wars cartoon. And General Grievous is intimidating and scary and, you know, has a menace to him. And you're like, holy shit, that's such a better character now. So that's, I mean, I'm giving the same amount of grace with Rey. I'm like, okay, you have this character. You've built, you've done this with all your other characters before. Do it again. And then, and then I'll judge the character. And I feel like people who are immediately like Rey's shit, Rey's terrible, aren't true well, Star Wars fans because they don't give it that grace that you literally gave to every other character at this point.
1: I mean, it, I absolutely get your point, but you can't tell me at this point Ray isn't kind of a shit character. And it's fine if she evolves into being something that isn't a shit character, but at this point Ahsoka is better than Ray to me, and that's fucking fine. Things can evolve over time. I have changed my likes on a lot of things. Pokemon, people, everything. Guess what? Right now, this point in time, at fucking March 10th, 2021, Ahsoka's better than Rey. She have time to grow? That's fucking fine. Rey could become better than Ahsoka. Not going to argue that point. I'm just saying, right now, Ahsoka's got a better storyline.
2: Well, and I think the Star Wars fans are, in itself, ruining the possibilities and that's why i just hate that attitude
0: yeah, it is just, kind of yeah. true
2: Yep, like star wars fans are the worst even uh that's so you know who has the next star wars trilogy coming out gonna direct it probably one of my favorite directors taika yeah can't pronounce his name Watiti. <laughs> but uh, uh taika he Watiti. Said, yeah Watiti. He, uh, he literally came out and he said i'm gonna ruin star wars because there is no pleasing these fans someone is going to be offended by something i do i'm going to make something and i'm going to ruin it but that's how i'm approaching these films i'm going to do what i think is best um, in the scope of star wars and i'm going to make a good story and it's like but i know there are going to be those people out there because everyone says this about star wars fans they are the worst i will ruin it for them it's like i can't wait to do that and i i totally agree i hate star wars fans. that's fair
0: worst i i have come to that conclusion as well um you know i there was a brief period um where i joined in as well and hated the sequels beyond belief and it kind of made me hate star wars in general because okay. i was just over it and i was like "Fuck this you know it's it ruins star wars like it's never gonna be good again and you know how the stages of grief go you know like I got over it and I was like you know what it's fine I I still watch The Force Awakens and enjoy the hell out of it it's fine if it's a rehash of episode four I felt like it was a good introduction to a new trilogy and some new characters um it's great I won't I won't necessarily forgive The last jedi that much um i felt like there was a lot of potential with the last jedi but i feel like they failed on multiple fronts and i'd kind of feel bad for jj abrams to be given the final episode of the trilogy and just say okay just close this out and i i kind of continue to feel that way as force awakens was a good start They fucked up getting a new director to do the second one. And they're like, well, shit, we kind of fucked up. JJ, just finish this off. Like, let's just kind of wrap this thing up. And I think The Mandalorian will help fans, I guess, kind of be more accepting into the way some of the things are in the sequels that are hated maybe you know everybody hated Snoke they thought he was such a useless character why the fuck was he even in the movie I kind of agree like it was kind of just a useless thing to put in there like to hype him up and just kill him but even bringing Snoke into the Mandalorian it's like okay they're trying to at least try and tie some loose ends up like again that happens with all of the star wars movies the stuff that doesn't make sense or that people hate eventually for the most part it's going to be addressed you know ray's backstory not being apparent in the trilogy at all i almost guarantee will be addressed kylo will make a return at some point and i'm cool with that even if it's before he became kylo ren like i want to see him with luke i want to see all of that happen you know i want to i wouldn't mind getting some some backstory with finn um, with poe like i want to see those characters fleshed out so that we can go back and watch the sequels and be like you know what. I gave these a really hard time, but, you know, now that we kind of understand who these people are and these motivations and everything, you know, that came about, maybe I kind of shit on them a little too hard. Yep. Because, again, yeah, Yeah, it's what Star Wars does. They give you something, they don't give you all of the answers, and they never do. And they may answer them eventually.
2: Well, they've done a lot of it in the comics. Like, Ray's backstory in the comics is... Uh, you know, obviously the same that it's in the movie, the movie, but they just address it more to where they show you her father running from the Empire, getting caught, having to make that sacrifice, sending Rey away, being like, the Empire is going to do everything he can do to find me and kill me, but I can protect you. And so he does that. And he sends her away, and it's tragic. And young and doesn't remember and then she has to live as a loner and teach herself teach herself how to fight, teach herself how to survive and live on her own and it's it fleshes out her character and they did that after the fact I did that after the fact with all the characters
1: The and...
2: her character but like just not saying Ray's a bad character and then not Doing anything about it, like not reading into her backstory, it, but you're the worst kind of fan if if that's what you're gonna do. If you're gonna be like this character, shit, I don't care. I, it's, it's terrible. Like, it, they build a backstory for it, and it's decent, but just to be like, oh, this character sucked. I didn't like her. I I will never read anything into her again. It's just yeah. kind of. T-
0: Um, I think, you know, just hearing you talk about her story, um, it honestly sounds like Jyn Erso's story in Rogue One. And like, again, this isn't trying to to completely, you know, shit on Rey, not trying to. I feel like they did Jyn Erso pretty well, you know, it was a similar story, you know, they go after the father, you know, the Empire's chasing him, they capture him, he's like, you know, you gotta go, go hide. I felt like they fleshed it out a little better to where, you know, Jinner so grows up and she's kind of a rebel, she's kind of a, you know, a badass, you're like, you know, how did she learn how to do this? Well, Carrera was the one who found her, and that almost kind of explains it just like right away. Like you don't need that much more explanation, other than okay. I mean, she kind of grew up with Sagarera. and so I, I guess that's my only. I feel like that's kind of my main issue with Ray's storyline is I would have just liked even just that little scene. You know, it wasn't a long scene at the beginning of Rogue One just to explain that a little bit to get that backstory to Jyn Erso, somebody you've never heard of before. Just to be well, like, okay, just to give her a little bit of reasoning to be like, all right, that kind of makes sense. Like, I would like to see more of what happened, but at least I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I'm I'm understanding where you're coming from. That's probably how you became a good fighter. Yeah, It's probably how you figured out how to survive, you know. I just would have liked to see even just a fucking five-minute clip somewhere in the trilogy that they did somehow, you know, they did it better in Rogue One with Jyn so in one movie than they did over three movies. Well, Rey. so
2: for the first two movies, the thesis on Rey is supposed to be... Like, she was never supposed to be the Emperor's gr- granddaughter in the first two movies. She, mm-hmm. she was not supposed to be anybody special because that was her thesis. It, the thesis on Ray was supposed to be you don't have to come from something to be amazing. And that's what, what they were shooting for. And that if you watch episode eight with that thesis in mind, it's a good episode. And you're like, he's working towards this thesis and he performs it well, where these common people overcome like big strides and they don't have to be special in any way. Sure. So that's the thesis on eight. That's what they were shooting for. And Star Wars fans just tore into them. They're like, no, she has to be something with somebody they has to be this it's like i hate this sort of thing they couldn't accept that someone could just come from nothing and be something and that's terrible to think about there are humans out there who think that even in like a fictional realm that's just a terrible thought process like i that's why i really respect what they tried to do with eight i thought there were some errors they could have fixed and corrected but i thought that they should have held that thesis of nine too and that's what disappoints me about ray's story is that they succumb to the fans
0: yeah like it kind of again that's i think that's the the issues that everybody has with the sequel trilogy is i didn't feel any commitment throughout the whole trilogy from any of the writers or the directors i didn't feel any commitment you jump from one movie you're like oh okay then they go to the next one and the character completely different like Okay, what the fuck? Alright, I guess, you know, now I'll understand. Maybe this is how the character is going to be now. And then they jump in the next movie. Completely different again. Like, yeah. I, again, that's kind of a lot of the main issues with the sequel trilogy is there was just no consistency whatsoever with like any of the characters or the story that you're just like, okay... I feel like maybe that's why people were so frustrated because they're like, I don't even know what the fuck to even think of Rey. I get told, her parents were nobody. And then, you know, they were just, uh, I don't remember what they said in the first one. In Force Awakens. What did they say? They were just scavengers or something like that. And then, in the second one, they're like, your parents were nothing. They left you. And the third one, you're like, oh, the parents were Palpatine's grand or, you know, Palpatine's kids. And so there again, there was no consistency there. They're like, we're trying to shoehorn in a twist of who her parents were. Yeah. Instead of just staying consistent, though, like instead of just being your parents were nobody. Just stick with that the whole entire movie. And then if you're doing your twist, that's when, you know, in the third one, that's like, holy shit, her parents were Palpatine's kids. But I feel like they were trying so hard to, like, shift you one way. Like, oh, well, we, we had you there. Let's let's shift you this way. And, again, I, I just feel like there was no commitment to it at all.
2: And that's entirely the fans' fault. The fans changed that. The fans made that happen. And that's why I hate Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are the worst. They complained so damn much that they had to change it. And like, not that the fans aren't always right in their changes, like Sonic the Hedgehog. They're like, I don't like, the fans were like, I fucking hate the way Sonic looks. And so they reanimated Sonic, they changed his character, they produced a better product. They're like, okay, you don't like the way he looks, we'll change it up. But I don't think, and I think something like that, the fans should have a say. It's like, visually, I don't like this. Okay, cool. We'll make a switch. But to change a story because the fans are whiny little bitches pisses me off. At both sides. It's like the fans stop being whiny little bitches. Wait till the story's complete and then we can review it. And if you don't like the story, you don't have to watch the rest of Star Wars. It's cool. Like, whatever. And and for the storyboarders and the animators and the writers just stick to your guns. Write the story you want to write because otherwise you end up with a mixed thesis like you do get in throughout the trilogy of Star Wars because the first two, if you would have just kept that thesis into the third, you're like, yeah Ray comes from nothing, but she's the most powerful full being in the universe right now and that's fine, but she comes from nothing because great people often do you're like, okay, yeah, I accept that she doesn't have to come from but Star Wars fans couldn't accept that, because they're terrible people. Yeah. And I'm friends with some of them, but they're still terrible fans of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what The Mandalorian did right. Like, again, I know you didn't like every decision Mandalorian made. And that's fine, because that's your, I mean, that's your opinion. But I think Dave Filoni and John Favreau made the choices they thought was right, not necessarily just what the fans were wanting. Like, they're obviously fans of Star Wars, so they were doing it for themselves as well. But they're like, even if you don't like this, just wait an episode and let me try and explain it. Like, let me introduce Boba Fett and you're at the beginning of the season. They don't address it until fucking seven episodes later. But nobody was upset that we hadn't seen Boba Fett for seven episodes. If like we saw him once, and we're like, what the hell? You know, people were maybe kind of mad. They're like, oh, what the shit? You introduced Boba Fett. Well,
2: but, because that's how Boba are better. You can't tell me the Crack Dragon episode is not be- the best episode in season two.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I really I liked the last... Beyond, two or three. So... But, regardless, I I liked honestly all of it. I think episode two or three, I can't remember. Whichever one with all the big spiders. That was kind of just... A, I know, every fucking show needs to have a filler episode, and that's fine. It was just the most boring to me. Nothing really happened um, in that one. But, again, that's what I'm saying. They... They did it right. They didn't give a shit if people were like, we want Boba Fett. You introduced him. Why are you not putting him in the show? You're just going to wait till the last episode to introduce him? They're like, we know what the fuck we're doing. Just sit back and wait. Like, we'll get to it, and you'll be happy when we get to it. Like, it'll pay off. Like, they, they didn't give a shit if the Star Wars fans complained or not. Even with that spider episode, a lot of people didn't really like that episode. In the end, did it really fucking matter that the episode like was the worst episode in the season? No. Nobody's actually pissed that episode was not that great, because the rest of the show was, I think, great. And I think they, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, did such a good job of just, like you said, what Disney should have done stick to their guns and make the story that they wanted to make because in the end you're going to have fans of the story and if it makes sense I think that's kind of what matters the most instead of just trying to cater
2: See, I saw season two as a little bit of fan service for the Mandalorian
0: it was fan service but I don't think they were catering to the fans Like, I don't think people went into season two being like, dude, we gotta get Boba Fett in the season two of Mandalorian. I wasn't expecting Boba Fett to fucking come back. But they did it because they're like, we think this is cool. We think, you know, Boba Fett. Them, as Star Wars fans, thought Boba Fett deserved a story. And so they're like, we're gonna fucking bring Boba Fett back. Kind of made a couple people man. you know, you were like, eh, they didn't need to do that. But like, did that ruin the whole season for you? I don't think so. Like, you still don't hate, like, you don't all of a sudden hate the Mandalorian because they introduced Boba Fett.
2: No, I just like, like, so my episodes, I like season one, genuinely love season one. Uh, I think what they did in season one was amazing. I think it was perfect. I think this offshoot, non-connected sort of storyline they took, in season one was like yeah this is in the star wars universe but none of these characters have really been related to anybody they're just kind of on their own doing their shit and i'm like yeah this is cool i like this i like this a lot And that's why i'm sort of disappointed with season two because they started connecting it with everybody and i'm like okay so everyone in the universe knows this thing. five people that's why i didn't like it i'm like i've loved season one when they're like yeah these are the people you know just out here doing shit in the star wars universe and i'm like yeah love that perfect and that's why i like the Krat dragon episode so much cause it's just about uh, a town out there middle of you know middle of nowhere and i'm just like yeah it's great another episode i really like is when they're running the big transport with bill burr's character and they're just running that he's like yeah these are just normal star wars people they don't care about who's running the empire they don't care they're just out here trying to live life it it brought reality to the star wars universe and those are the things i like about the mandalore or episodes like that and then the fantastical episodes are actually what i don't like so when they bring luke in and i'm like so luke just knows everybody or when they bring ahsoka in it's just like ahsoka just knows everybody you know, and I, I'm fine with them bringing in like one person because you have to tie it in with the rest of the universe. It just seemed like a little too much, too fast. So it made it seem like fan service in season two.
0: And I feel like that's, to me, that's okay to do. Um, I agree. Season one was fucking awesome. It was its own thing, and they did a really good job, like establishing the world. Um, I think with Star Wars in general, regardless of, you know, any new story that you start, I feel like no matter what, especially if it's a TV show, you're going to have a hard fucking time continuing the show without tying it in to somebody that we already know. Like... I really think they would have a hard time doing the Mandalorian for like four to five seasons without, you know, beings, so that takes place after episode six, between six and seven without being like, okay, so this takes place here. And we just have no idea what the fuck Luke is doing. Like, you're just gonna, are you just gonna not go there? Like you have Grogu. He's obviously a descendant of Yoda at some point. It's obviously connected somewhere. I just... I feel like they would have a really hard time keeping people in for four to five seasons without connecting to the universe that we know.
2: And that's fine. That's why the soak episode, I'm fine with. If you keep it with the soak episode and just leave that episode in there. But don't bring in Luke at the end.
1: I but then who's okay. going to train... Like, I... But I don't know. In your point, though, who's going to train Grogu that is more trustworthy than Luke Skywalker? And who else in the world is establishing a new Jedi Academy?
0: Like we don't Because have- we... And we do. Because with the sequels, we knew. We knew that that's what Luke was doing. Exactly. And so then you do with Grogu, you're like, he's obviously Force-sensitive. You're Obviously, you know, get trying to get him trained... I don't think you can continue that storyline without linking it with Luke. I feel like the only way to not have Luke in the show is to completely just get rid of Grogu or the fact that he's force sensitive.
2: Well, what if you brought in like Ezra or someone, someone that's a little more offshoot? It, there are ways you could have done it. I, I just think that there were too many connections in season two. And it's like you needed one less because what i liked about season one is there were no connections and i'm like cool story that takes place in the star wars universe we don't have to care about what anyone else is doing this is just about them And that's what i like I was like cool sweet
1: don't so, don't except it's care. not like he went on grandiose adventures with most of these people he literally saw luke for what five minutes ahsoka he helped a little bit for like an hour or two but i don't know it's
2: just the fact that the same five people in an entire galaxy, you know, like, know everyone. I'm like,
1: okay. I mean, you are talking about four sensitive people, so, like, I don't know. All people the fucking know that they're there, it's those people, right?
2: Yeah, but at the same time, like, if you look between episodes, like, three and four, no one knows any Jedi. And now everyone knows the same Jedi. Between six and seven and like okay, it makes sense that some people would know him.
0: But isn't he like really like
1: Except who knew Luke really in, in the in the Mandalorian, like they know of him because they know stories of what happened. But it's not like they but personally Adam, know like him.
2: Between three and four, it's two generations. And they literally forgotten about this the Jedi completely. And you're like, how does that happen? Me to then see six and seven and be like, okay, news obviously for three to four, like, either not a lot of people really cared about the Jedi in the first place before three, or I don't know, there's just some weird things there. It's like, you don't have to know, like, not everyone knew Obi Wan or knew, but he was a general in the war in episode four. He was just some hermit out there and he was a huge hero for the clone wars that's literally less than two generations away and his face wasn't like plastered everywhere so like maybe Luke's wasn't either big hero in the war i don't know
0: but i feel like it all connects back though like with the way they wrote the story of course like ahsoka being like yes you know i was anakin skywalker's padawan anakin had children luke skywalker you know there's there's one jedi that can do it i think she knew in the back of her mind who that probably was she's like i can't do it there is somebody that can and you know it's only the most force sensitive being, at the time, Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Again, and if you do anybody else than Luke Skywalker, you're going to have to now branch off another path and start establishing that story. and how they got there, I feel like...
2: Well, that's why, if you're already bringing in Ahsoka and the Mandalorians, Ezra would be the easiest person situation. Train Grogu.
0: But then you'd have to make like an Ezra show. You don't have to make a Luke show in this situation because if you you use Luke, you can kind of branch it off because you know what happens in a way vaguely between 6 and 7. Like you knew that he was training Jedi. He was trying to start training Jedi again. And so like the obvious choice would be Luke is seeking out force sensitive beings to start up a Jedi Council again to start training Jedi with Grogu being force sensitive. Obviously Luke is seeking out for sensitive beings. So of course with Grogu you know calling out to a Jedi, Luke's obviously be like, okay. Like, why would it not be Luke, I guess? Uh
2: just to stick with a thesis from story one that these are people unrelated to kind of the rest of the Star Wars universe.
0: I know, but that's how they got connected, though, was because they called out through the Force. It's not that anybody necessarily knew Luke, who was Ahsoka being, hey, there's a seeing stone. If you need somebody to train him, I can't. If you're going to have any luck, you have to go to the seeing stone because that's the only way you'll get a hold of the Jedi. Yeah,
2: but now Luke... All right, and now... Uh, the Mandalorian then knows everybody in the universe basically, connected to everybody and it it ruins the thesis of season one, having Luke there
1: Except again, I mean I don't know, as soon as he finds Grogu and decides, oh I'm not going to turn this bounty in he's kind of, he's setting himself up to know all these people, right? these four sensitive people, the three that remain, like the four or five, whatever you want to say, like I don't know it's just not the most outlandish thing. He, he went on a journey to find someone to train Grogu, which was his whole point. So he meets up with what? Other people that are like Grogu who can use the force. I don't know. It's it's just it's a very simple, easy story. And it, I guess you may not have liked it like the rest of us. I don't know.
0: Uh, well, I kind of yeah. feel like that was even established in episode one of season one right you see grogu well shoot i guess you didn't necessarily see him before sensitive right away in the beginning um
1: but well, well it, but you're right it was early in episode or season one where they're like hey you must take him to his kind force sensitive. Was literally the
2: last episode
1: was it i couldn't remember
2: literally the last episode of season one is like oh yeah you need to rejoin him with
0: his kind. well and i guess with, like, the first episode, again, they kind of wrote this this way, like, obviously they did. You get a baby Yoda, and you're like, okay, obviously he's a descendant of Yoda of some, somehow, you know, like, whether it's a direct connection or just his race. You instantly knew that that meant it's going to connect somehow back around to the character's I feel like just seeing Baby Yoda right away. You're like, okay, is that Yoda's kid? Probably gonna see Luke. Like that was kind of their plan. Like they could have put a if they put a different creature other than baby, like uh, a baby-looking Yoda, it would have been. It probably could have been maybe a less predictable story. But by using that, you can obviously tell where they were going. See, and so I, I really feel like that was the plan all along.
2: I don't like it. Just going back to Luke. So I just don't like that it's Luke. I like if they do somewhere else or if they do no one where it's like, yeah, I guess we failed to find your kind and maybe he pleads with Ahsoka a little bit and she's like, nah, I can't do it. Just, you know, basically raise him yourself and that's what happens. And so now you have him being raised as a Mandalorian, as a family. I would have preferred
1: that except okay so the other thing though this does is season two also establishes so now we know where grogu's at he's being trained guess what season three the mando can go doing go back to doing what the hell he wants to do or do your individual stories that you want which is fine and you'll probably you'll probably really like season three
2: where's baby yoda where's luke where's ahsoka during all this shit and i'm gonna hate it because the star wars fans fucking suck
0: I
1: don't think anybody I mean So any, then don't turn on the internet, Dan. Like quit being a twat waffle about it. Jesus. Any, there's any, no appeasing you no matter what. That's all there is.
0: Any any knowledgeable Star yeah, Wars you don't fan them
1: that sucks.
0: Any knowledgeable Star Wars fan shouldn't be asking about Ahsoka because if you know about Star Wars, you know they're making an Ahsoka show. They don't need to even bring up Ahsoka whatsoever in Mandalorian season three. Because that's what the Ahsoka show is for.
2: Star Wars fans are going to be pissed if she doesn't show up. I don't know. Yeah, they will be, because it's Star Wars fans. And that's why I hate it. Because now Star Wars fans have a reason to gripe and bitch.
1: So then stop watching and stop getting online. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck. But Favreau and Filoni don't give a
0: fuck. And they're going to be like, well, we're just... We don't care, I guess? (laughs) Like, I feel like season one and three will probably be very similar. I think season two, honestly, like, and I I get it, it was a lot of fan service for the most part, but as with all Star Wars, it's like specifically the movies, they all tie in somehow. And again, I don't, I really think you have a hard time making a one-off story completely separated from every single thing. Without connecting it with something. Especially a TV show. Um they obviously as a company, they're like, Alright, we gotta, we're gonna be making a Boba Fett show. Like after they, you know, obviously they knew this was happening. Gotta make a Boba Fett show. We gotta get we gotta introduce Boba Fett. We gotta tie it in kind of somehow so that. You know, people understand what's happening. Establish him in the universe. All right, that's good. He doesn't even need to be in the show anymore. He left, and he's now in his own place. Ahsoka, same thing. He got one episode of Mandalorian of her. Now you could go off, do her show. We had to establish Ahsoka so that people that haven't seen the Clone Wars, again, you have to build a lot of this stuff for... Again, I know your thing is like, well, if you want to know, go read it. Star Wars did start out as a movie. I think they, that's where their main audience lies, is they they have to kind of have things make sense for the main audience of people that don't necessarily want to dig into anything else. And I feel like that's kind of fair. People that have no idea who Ahsoka is, they kind of have to establish what the fuck's happening without just giving her a show. So introduce her. And now we have Bo-Katan. And I think Season 3 is going to be about, you know, obviously, like, Mandalore. I don't think there's going to be... I think it's going to be more Bo-Katan and Din. I think that's going to be a majority of the story in Season 3. They might do some tie-ins here and there. We'll probably get some Luke and Grogu training sessions we might get fucking kylo ren in season three like maybe you know he's training groku and maybe that's when he gets kylo ren like that'd be kind of cool if we got that tie-in but then is that going to be like for you dan is that going to be too much fan service to bring kylo ren or is that okay
2: no i don't want
0: any more time but we're gonna have to eventually see kylo ren right
2: yeah, but who says it has to be a Mandalorian?
0: Well, then are you going to make another show?
2: Well, they're, already, they're making 11. Why do I have to introduce every character in the Mandalorian? I'm already annoyed by how many are in it already. How many offshoots they have from the one show.
0: That's what I'm saying. You don't need another show. Because it's going to establish and it's going to tie into the sequels. <laughs>
2: about the show so far. That's why I don't like season two as much as I could because it was so much fan service and setups. And I'm like, I don't like this. The thing I liked about season one is that it was, there was no fan service. There was no like, hey, we don't have to do this because of fans. We don't need to do this. There's, There wasn't any setting up anything. It was just about this guy going around Collecting bounties, running into one that the Empire really wanted, and being like having a moral decision where he's like, I can't let this kid go. And then he continues to go along and just kind of do himself. That's why I liked about season one. They didn't tie it in at all, they didn't introduce anybody new, and I liked that. And then season two started, and it was van service did, set up this, tie in that, van service this set up this tie in that Crack uh, crack Dragon episode which was great by the way and then the rest was all tie in like you're giving me one good show per season
1: the Crack Dragon episode just (laughs) tied everything back into the sand people Dan (laughs) and I mean truthfully
0: would the Mandalorian even be very good if they did three to four seasons of the exact like if they did season one and didn't tie anything in and they just did like four seasons of that i feel like it would get really boring yeah of just constant bounties and running around and
2: hating that they tied in it's just that's all season two was was tie in set up tie in set up let's set up all our shows let's use this to sell all our properties it was annoying
0: but they're also setting up like season three Like, there's still, I mean, they were setting up movies and stuff, but it's still setting up the story for the next season, though.
1: Which, again, I feel like is set up better without Grogu, because now Mando can just be Mando without having to worry about Grogu.
0: And now we're going to dive into, like, the Mandalorians. You know, maybe he finds all his people that left, like, when he went to go find them in, like, the armory. Maybe we get some more of that. Maybe we figure out what the fuck's going on with that. We're going to have to deal with the Darksaber. Him and Bo-Katan are going to have that conflict between them.
2: Which is why I do not want any training montages Grogu, And that's the question you asked.
0: We're going to get one. I want
2: that, and I don't fucking want that. I do. Because season two... Same
1: too. Was
2: not good. It was like, okay... Love the Krat Dragon episode. I like that one scene where Bill Burr's like, these people don't drill in them. Like, yes, perfect. Explain the Star Wars universe, be it like that. Now there's other people in the universe. That's what I like.
1: Dan, you know what you were doing? You were being the exact thing you fucking were hating on right now <laughs> with everything <laughs> else. Being a nitpicky little whiny Star Wars bitch. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Either So about- stop being a cunt or join the ranks. Of your fucking Star Wars hating <laughs> bastards. Ugh.
2: No, I just hate it because all those nitpicky, whiny Star Wars bitches love
1: it. Yourself. Nitpicky. I, Yourself. I want to try montage. Yourself. That's all you are at this point is your shitty self.
0: I like fan service because I'm a fan and I get serviced. So exactly. I like it. <laughs> but you hated it at 7.
2: No, just kidding. You didn't hate it in Seven.
0: No, and I was, was. I started fucking clapping when Han Solo started, walked in the fucking Millennium Falcon. Everybody was like, obviously it was Han. I'm like, yeah! I'm stoked. Yeah. I started crying when Han Solo died. Everybody's like, I saw that coming. I'm like, yeah. I'm still shocked. He's dead.
2: Yep. No, what really pisses me off is how Aaron and Justin can be like, Seven sucked, and be like, Season Two of The Mandalorian was great when they have the exact
0: same thing going on. I do understand some things where, yeah, their arguments suck sometimes, but you also can't really get any point across of anything across <laughs> Aaron and Justin, regardless of what it is. They could tell you that, you know, why you steak is their favorite steak, and you'd be like, I agree. They'd be like, you know what? It's not. Why you steak is not the best, and let me tell you why just to like just to be that way like whatever opinion they have it's going to stay that way you're not going to change any of their minds regardless of what happens i understand how you feel with some of that and i know some of your arguments of like how was boba fett different than ray until now like until all the comics came out you know, it was the same thing. Boa it was some beloved character. He just looked cool. And Ray has the same thing where she doesn't have a backstory either. She's there. But then it yeah, everybody hates her. So I, I, I understand some of those arguments where you're like, well, how is that any different? They're gonna argue it now, maybe in ten years. When all of that shit comes out for Rey, and we get all the same, you know, we get the same treatment of Boba Fett. Now, and again, without Boba Fett being reintroduced in Mandalorian, he's a shit character. Kind of. He's still kind of just a guy that looks cool, without reading the comics. Boba Fett is pretty much Rey if you don't introduce him into *The Mandalorian. So I understand some of those arguments, but again, that's with all Star Wars, and I think that's kind of what we all said, is when Star Wars is made, wait 10 years and then judge what you just watched, because it'll probably be completely different. The sequel trilogy could be absolutely great, looking back on it. I know you don't want the Mandalorian to build anything on it. You don't want the Mandalorian to tie anything else. I hope The Mandalorian ties up a shit-ton of loose ends and builds upon everything that happened in the sequels so that it makes sense. I have
2: ten other fucking shows to do that. Do it in the other shows, because the original... Even the thesis, when they came out with The Mandalorian, they're like, yeah, it's just about The Mandalorian. It's away from the rest of the Star Wars universe. It's literally how it was advertised to me. And I watched the first season, I was like, fucking great. Perfect. Don't, like...
0: But Hard the reason way. it's going to be the Mandalorian is because Grogu was introduced, Grogu is with Luke, and Luke is literally Star Wars. And I was like, We gotta figure out what the fuck Luke was doing between 6 and 7. And that's
2: and, fine, but give it to me in a show where they said it's not going to tie in, or not going to be, it's about some one one But then
0: you gotta have a Luke and Grogu show. We don't need another show.
2: But you don't have to do it in the Mandalorian. You can do it in the. You do
0: because it's Grogu.
2: No, you don't.
1: Except they already did. Dan, suck it. Get you're over it. Droids. Shut up.
2: Do it all in fucking droids. Make that the Luke and Grogu show. Make it about R2D2. Have the Luke and. I,
0: but then you have more tie-ins, Grogu. and then you're gonna hate droids.
2: Well, all the.
1: <laughs> are... Dan's a hater. He's just gonna hate no matter what. We're fucking.
2: They're already prejudging droids. And that's why I want the most tie-ins, the most fan service, all in droids. Put it all in fucking droids, because I want Star Wars fans to eat shit and have to watch droids to get the rest. Do you, you
1: want to eat shit and have to get all your content from droids? Because it's because the droids are the worst of the Warriors, Star Wars. Not fans. very entertaining.
2: Not regardless, because I'm not a shit Star Wars fan, I'm gonna
1: watch. All you, no, you are a shit Star Wars fan. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Not at all. Yep. I, I champion Star Star Wars to like some uh, Star Wars. All, you you that. champion the Star Wars you want to champion. <laughs> yeah, you're just as bad as Aaron and Justin in this fucking segment. Like just on the other side. You just exactly you one just of you is a Republican.
0: One of them. One of you is a Democrat. <laughs> you guys are like idiotic. fuck you. You're both wrong. Where I'm sitting in the middle, I'm like, I'm happy that we saw Boba Fett and Ahsoka in The Mandalorian.
1: I I would completely agree. I, like when we're talking Star Wars, Dan is the anger correspondent, not me.
0: Because like Justin and Aaron would probably say, I don't want The Mandalorian to connect to the sequels because I don't want anything to do with the sequels. Yeah. I disagree. I want it to because I want it to make the sequels better. Because again, you wait ten years and content and media is going to expand upon those stories and it's going to all intertwine and connect into the sequels and make the sequels better it's going to make it make more sense and the only way to do that is to tie in your shows and your characters
1: all this is going to do is make dan more angry
0: it's going to make dan angry and it's going to make justin <laughs> and Aaron angry
1: for I'll different be, reasons
0: And content. And and I will be happy when they bring Snoke in on the Mandalorian.
1: Just, that's all I want. I just want content. I don't really care if it's bad or good at this
0: point. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I I probably won't watch all 11 of your Star Wars shows. Or I might. I don't know. Thank you for letting me have the option.
2: (laughs) Definitely am. That's my thing. I'm gonna watch all of them.
0: So you can have a shitty opinion about everything. Dan's not going to watch Ahsoka.
2: No, I'm gonna watch Ahsoka and rip on it every single fucking.
0: He's day. gonna he's gonna start a YouTube channel to specifically hate Ahsoka. Like, yeah. he'll he'll watch the episode and she'll walk on screen. and be like, "Did you see the cinematography on that shot? that's like the worst Star Wars cinematography that we've ever seen." And of course, it's in the first episode of Ahsoka.
1: Yep, and I bet he will have just as many views as he does now. <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka sucks. We all know it.
2: You should
1: be dead. So should you, but yet here you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, somehow you <laughs> time traveled and here we are. <laughs> you
1: are what you hate. How great would it be if your life was actually dependent on a time travel specific moment?
0: That would be wonderful.
1: That, like, like just because reason, it's you, you <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. The just
0: only reason like, Dan's alive, yeah, there is time some, travel.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think we all
1: know i'd fucking end it um you haven't been brave enough to do it yet so i don't think that's gonna change all that much
0: <laughs> all right i'm gonna fucking end it we went like an hour longer <laughs> than i was like expecting oh, to yeah. actually go no, i know <laughs> i thought justice league was like that was the end but here we are
2: you mentioned star wars <laughs>
0: Mentions toxic Star Wars fans, so we had to feature one on the podcast.
1: Oh. Yes. Uh. How is it me? Toxic. I'm the toxic Star Wars fan here. You think so? I'm just happy to have Star Wars content and collect Legos. And you're the one with all the bitchy ass fucking opinions.
0: <laughs> oh, I had I had too much fun. Okay. All right. I'm ending it. Goodbye.